All right, all right, all right. Y'all know what it is. It's the Dynamic Perspective with your girl, Diva Danielle. It's Tuesday. I hope everyone is having a beautiful Tuesday evening and looking forward to a fantastic week. As you know, I love bringing the information to you guys where community and collaboration makes connections. And like always, I want to thank all my sponsors. So let me give a shout out to Mr. White Transport and I Shot Your Media Concepts for supporting this episode of The Dynamic Perspective. We appreciate you guys. There's so much going on. We're going to have a special guest today talk about the importance of final preparations. And you guys, we're going to take the myth out of that taboo so you understand the importance of being prepared. So as I tell you always, get your tea, get your water, get your notebook. Let's take some notes and let's get into this dynamic perspective where we come together and we communicate and collaborate. So sit back. Let's get ready to rock and roll. You know how I do. You heard me? agent call him right now for a discount save lots of money get your quote right now he will definitely help you out call him now 757-972-6249 again 757-972-6249 Allstate you are in good hands with Marcus George It's your girl, Diva Danielle. So what it do, y'all? It's Tuesday. It's a beautiful day here in Virginia. And you know, we got a lot of things coming up. We're coming up to the end of the summer. Labor Day's around the corner. The kids are getting ready to go back to school. So as we know it, life is getting ready to change. But it's a beautiful thing because fall always brings out the beauty of celebrating family and friends and just taking a minute to kind of recollect, revisit, and sit back and think about all the things we've done for the first two quarters of the year. So everyone, let's get into the importance of fall and the renew. But, you know, I always got to bring my community updates. So everybody, let's take some notes. First community event is going to, it's going on right now, actually. It started on August 10th and it's going to end on October 15th. Giving with a golden hand is collecting gently used clothing, shoes, new or gently worn, for the cleaning out your closet initiative that they have going on. Please let all your donations be clean before you donate them to this prospective organization so that we can help those families in need. Also, Elegant Visions is having the Lift Your Head Queen Tea Party coming up this Saturday. It's going to be held at the Hilton Garden Inn here in Greenbrier. We need to come together and collaborate, sip some tea, network, celebrate one another, and just enjoy the fact that we are all queens wearing the crown trying to do what it do. Not to forget, 
Teens with the Purpose is always doing their end of the summer bash that's going to be on the 26th and it's going to be held in Norfolk. So please get on the website, check out their Facebook page for Teens with the Purpose so you can get out and support these endeavors. And then also the community give back, again, that giving with a golden hands is going to be hosting and they're collecting school items for children in need and you can contact giving with a golden hand on their facebook page instagram and or messenger please everyone get out and support these organizations because again when community collaborates connections are made but now let me tell you something that danielle's been doing so you guys i've been reading this book and this book is absolutely incredible it's called the people styles at work and this read has been something that's been so extraordinary to me because you you develop relationships, whether it be in the community, whether it be at work, whether it be at church, and those relationships help ground you and help you move forward and help you be able to help other people and be able to provide resources and information. So if I'm going to recommend any reading coming up in September, please get this. People Styles at Work is written by Robert Bolton and Dorothy Glover Bolton. Very, very good book, you guys. I tell you to go get it. Also, I want you guys to think about what it is that you're going to bring forth in the holiday season. Now, everyone celebrates their holidays differently. But most importantly, the spirit of your labors, the fruit of your essence are something that we all give back in one way or another. Please donate to these nonprofits because this is the time where nonprofits really, really get down boots to the ground to help out families that are in need. Whether it be volunteering your time, whether it be donating to um, their accounts via Cash App, PayPal, whatever their method of receiving donations, whether it be collecting items to bring to a local give back site, areas such as the food bank those that are giving away clothing, those that are helping with pampers and, and baby needs. These organizations need your true support so that these families can continue to be strong as we're coming up on the holiday season, especially those families that are in transition and those families that are relocating or reestablishing themselves. As a nonprofit, founder myself, it's important that we have the support of our community for us to move forward. And I would rec in, recommend to anyone, please get out there and support a nonprofit. And lastly, let me thank all of the nominees for the Achi Magazine Awards. There's so many women being recognized for this award this year. The, the list is so plentiful. And for all of these individuals that I have met, that I have partnered with, that I've had the opportunity to sit down and have a meal with, I congratulate each and every one of you for all the work you do within the community and your passion to connect with the community. It is awesome. And I applaud each and every one of you for your nomination. And I I pray that your blessings will continue in abundance. So for everyone out there, congratulations on your nomination. Okay, you guys. So I said get your notebooks, get your, get your pens, because we're getting ready to jump into it with this next guest. But, you know, I want to take a minute just to, you know, thank our sponsor again, Marcus George from Allstate. And we're going to, you know, take a big commercial break, and we'll be right back here with your girl, Diva Danielle, and the Dynamic Perspective.
stains the glow. As always, you are in good hands. See Marcus George, a licensed agent. Call him right now for a discount. Save lots of money. Get your quote right now. He will definitely help you out. Call him now. 757-972-6249. Again, 757-972-6249. Allstate, you are in good hands with Marcus George. All right, you guys, I'm back. So did you get your pens and your paper? Because now I'm getting ready to introduce a very influential, very educated, resourceful individual. I'm honored to have this gentleman here on the program who is not only an attorney at law, but he's also a, a very good colleague of mine who's going to talk to you about the importance of financial planning in regards to final preparation. So don't shy away from the topic. Let's jump into it because we all know that at one point in our life, we do have to deal with final preparations. And the best way to do it is that you have the right information to do so. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest. He's from New York, y'all. He like, he like Buffalo, y'all. Let me tell you, it's okay, though, because he's from New York. So we're going to give him that, you know, big up to, the, to my New York partner. Um, he graduated from Regis University with a Juris Doctorate. He has his own practice here in um, Virginia. He is also a resident of North Carolina, has beautiful babies, a fantastic wife, uh, knowledgeable in just all of estate planning. So please join me in welcoming Jeffrey Sodoma of the Sodoma Law Firm. Good evening, good evening, sir. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate you giving me the time. So like I said, you know, a lot of people um, hear the word final preparation and they become very worrisome. They think it's something that they should not be ready for or just don't understand the terminology, you know, that comes with that. So I wanted to kind of break it down to not only tell them a little bit about yourself, but to also explain some of the terminology that they will be coming across as this time comes for their parents or a family member. So let's first start off by telling us a little bit about you. Um, as you as stated, you my, name, stated, is my Jeff, name is Jeff, and, and uh, I am originally from upstate New York. I went to high school in New Mexico, did uh, college in Boston, and, and moved to moved Texas, Texas and worked, worked out there for the railroad, railroad in Fort Worth, Fort Worth Virginia, Virginia, after a stint in Texas, and um, um, after, after meeting, meeting my wife down in Texas, in Texas getting married down there, we, we moved, moved up to Virginia. Virginia. I went to law school, law school at, Regent, at Regent, graduated, started my own firm, and uh, here we are today. Wow, so let's just say you are a, a very uh, world-traveled if we could say, let's say United States traveled. How about that? That's right. <laughs> United States traveled. Now, um, tell us a little bit why you really jumped into estate planning. What drew you to that? Um, I saw that there was a real need for this, and it's it's a passion and a passion of mine. During law school, I saw a lot of people were getting into corporate law and. Um, uh, legal, legal defense, defense and prosecution in different, different areas of the law, of the law. and that's great. that's great more power to power them, to them. Um, um, I, had I had some experiences, experiences before and during law school, law school um, with some family some members of mine, mine that, that passed away, passed away. Um, um, grandparents, grandparents and things of that nature, that nature relatives. relatives 
and I really got to see what was missing in America and the things that happened to people as they passed away. And some of them were very well prepared for what was coming, and some of them were not very well prepared for coming. And in law school, we got to learn more about estate planning and wills and trusts and things like this. And we got to read case law that was, I'll call it made the hard way. When people had things go wrong after they passed away. And you just got to hear a lot of the bad stories about stuff. And and I realized, it helped me to realize this is what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to help people. Um, in this area of their lives so that there wasn't confusion and problems uh, after they passed away. I can, I can definitely, um, I can relate to that and I can definitely um, hear your passion and wanting to make sure that people were educated. So let's start with that. A lot of people don't really understand the terms wills and trust. Uh, they assume this they are the same document and can be utilized the same. Can you can you explain to us the difference between the two? Uh, definitely. definitely. Uh, now I want to talk, talk about, about some. Just, I want to just say a quick quick word. Um, I am a Virginia, Virginia licensed, licensed attorney. attorney. The uh, things that we're going to talk about tonight are not intended to be legal advice for specific people or specific situations. If you have a situation like this that we'll talk about tonight occurring in your life, you definitely need to seek legal advice from a licensed attorney in the state that you're living in. Um, for persons or persons, people or persons in Virginia, this is general advice on estate planning for the residents of Virginia. Um, and really throughout the United States, it's very similar. But there are different, different state, state rules and laws and regulations about a lot of things that we're going to talk about that may be different from Virginia. Um, I will also say I'm glad you said to get the paper and pencils ready because I'm going to give you two websites that may be of assistance to the viewers and listeners out there. If you have a immediate legal emergency or need low-cost legal assistance, the state bar has put, a, put together a website, VLAS.org, that can provide low-cost legal assistance to people. There's also another website that the State Bar has put together that can, for $35, get you in connection with an attorney in the subject area that you need to talk to for 30 minutes. That's a very good price for a lawyer. And that's at VLRS. Dot community dot lawyer dot com. Can you say that one more time? Yep. V L R S dot community dot lawyer dot com. Those are some great resources. And for those that are joined in and listening to the Facebook Live, these are resources that are readily available to you just by connecting with these off these offices and, and discussing your legal concerns with them. So thank you so much for sharing that because I wasn't even aware of that. So this is definitely some good information to have. So now talk to us about the difference between wills and trusts. Yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of confusion about what documents do what and what you need to have. And 
different things of this nature. And a lot of it, I think, is um, created to make people think that they have to go to a lawyer all the time, uh, that they can't. They can't participate in the process, and I really encourage people to participate in the process of estate planning. And when I say estate planning, I just mean this is the process of arranging during your life what's going to happen after your life to your things, your kids, um, what's going to happen to your house, your property different things of this nature. So estate planning is just an umbrella term that's used to describe a lot of uh, work that's done by people during their life to make sure everything goes okay after somebody dies. Um, when we talk about this type of thing, it's not meant to be embarrassing. It's not meant to be uh, morbid. It's just I have a strong desire to help people um, so that there's not confusion after they pass away. So, so I encourage my clients, clients and, and a lot of lawyers feel the same way that, that there's, there's three, three things, things that you, that you really, really want to look for in estate planning. planning. And, and the first of those is a will. will. It can be called a last will and testament. Um, the, second the second thing that I like, I like to encourage people to get is a durable power of attorney. And the third thing that I like to encourage people to get is an advanced medical directive, an advanced medical directive. So we can we could say a will, a DPOA, and an AMD. Some states and localities call the DPOA a power of attorney. And some people in some states' jurisdictions call the AMD a health care power of attorney or a living, living well. well. And again, again, you have a lot of people, lot of people talking about terms and, and thinking, thinking that they're interchangeable. In some states they work, in some states they don't. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, so I can go through go those through three those things. things. Very basically, basically, a will talks about, you write it while you're obviously all these documents are written while you're alive. Right. And you write that, you have it written for you, and it tells who gets your stuff. Okay. okay, so, so your, your house, house, your property, your land, land things, things that you own, real property, property um, personal, personal property, property, things of that nature. nature. It, can it can also talk, talk about, about specific, specific lists of um, memorabilia, memorabilia or collectibles, collectibles that you have. That you, that you might be a, a ex-football player and have a Hall of Fame, you know, jacket, jacket that you want to go to your uncle, and that's, that's going to be in that that kind of a document. document. And you also, also want to talk about, about where your kids are going to go, go, your minor children. children. Um, you can you put, can put you're not you're willing them to someone, but you're making your wishes known. That, that when, when I pass, I pass away, away, if I have kids that are, that are 10 years old or 11 years old, this is my, this wishes, is my wishes of who they're going to go to. Okay. The second, the second document, document, the durable, durable power of attorney. Power durable, durable means it is durable after you are incapacitated. And there's a lot of technicalities about who has capacity. That means who's um, basically awake enough to take care of themselves and make their own decisions. I'm aware of what's going on around me. I can take my care of myself. I can make my own decisions. And at some point, you may become incapacitated. 
this is where that durable power of attorney will kick in. It's durable beyond your incapacitation, and it springs into being. And it basically says, this is what I want to happen to my things while I'm still alive, but I can't handle my own affairs. So who's going to pay my power bill and my rent and my any other bills that I have? Who's going to take care of me? Who's going to take care of social obligations that I may have? A durable power of attorney can be very different depending on what you want to accomplish. And there's also a thing called power of attorney that is something that you make while you are you have capacity. And it's something that I could make a power of attorney for you today to go buy me a car. It's something that you give someone to give them the power to do something. And you have the capacity to do it yourself, but you're just giving that to them. It's really not part of estate planning. It's just the words they use, they choose to describe it. Okay. The durable power of attorney. The last thing is an advanced medical directive. And that is basically you write down your wishes in all areas of medical field about what you want to happen to you when you are incapacitated medically. So I get in a car accident. I'm in the hospital. This is where you put in there. I don't want to be resuscitated if I have a heart attack, if I code out, if something happens to me. Um, also, you can be very descriptive in there. And again, talk to your lawyer about, you know, if I, uh, if I, if I code out in the hospital and somebody has to feed me through a tube, I want to go for five days. And then after that time, if I'm not responsive, you can, you can, you know, pull the plug. So again, it's not to be morbid. It's just, this is the wishes that you want to have people do for you when you don't have the capacity to make those decisions yourself. Now that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. That makes a so lot of sense. It, it can be really confusing, but it doesn't have to be. And it's just, that's what we're trying to do here. I saw the question about what yes. to make a will. What you really want to do is if you're a minor child, um, if you're over the age of 18, then you are not a minor anymore in Virginia. And that's when I encourage people to write a basic will when they turn 18. Um, you're basically an independent adult and you've got, maybe you've got things, maybe you don't, but you could, you could always have a will when you're 18 years old. Under that age, you're considered a minor um, for most, most purposes. The other documents you can make out when you turn 18 as well. And oh, you've got legal, yeah. legal capacity to do those, do those documents. I talk to people a lot about if you're going to send your kids to college, you live in Virginia and your kids are going to college in California, you probably want to have, um, they may want to have a will, but they definitely should have um, a durable power of attorney and an advanced medical directive. And, and you should have a copy of that as a parent for your kid that's far away mm -hmm. the kid should also if they if they want to you know they can take it to the hospital and give it to them and say hey this is i'm living in this community i'm in college here's my durable power of attorney here's my advanced medical directive just in case you need it so 
but 18. That, 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 that is so good to know because now let's do this, break it into two subjects. We have, you know, young adults now getting ready to go to college. And they get this big package of, you know, their responsibilities as far as financial aid and finding a job and all those things. But we don't discuss those things with them. We don't bring up that conversation um, with them when they're entering that particular, um, I call it secondary part of their life when they're 18 and getting ready to be in a college dorm. Nor do we even have those conversations um, when when you're looking at and, and, and your employer. You know, you normally get the forms for the life insurance for accidental death when you're at work. You know, to fill out, but they don't uh, educate you on you know something of that magnitude uh, with your employer, which is something that needs to be introduced. And it also should be a part of uh, financial literacy too when you're looking at. Um, and putting those costs into putting those things together as well, too. Um, I have another question here for you. Um, it says here, there has to be a legal language that that needs to be in a will. And who helps you decide what language goes into your will? The lawyer, in, in any case, can help you decide uh, what legal language goes in the will. It has to have a certain form and function to it. And, you know, we're all trained in law school on how to write these instruments. Some of us choose this area of practice. Um, some of us do other things, but we're all trained in at least one or two of the classes. Um, how to, what, what the language is that has to go in there. There has been a trend in recent years to vastly simplify um, the language of a will, the language that goes into legal documents like that. But for the most part, you have to have you have to have capacity you have to have a um, understanding of what you own of who you want it to go to and there is some legalese i'll just call it legalese that has to go in there and make sure that you know a court of law can look at this document and say yes they're they know what they're doing when they're writing this will and we understand what they want to happen to everything that they're talking about in the world. Okay. Now, what happens when a person doesn't have a will? You know, now the person has passed, you have emotions kind of attached to it, and now you're, you're, there's the argument with family members about who gets what. How, how does that get determined, or how do they work that out in the court of law so that it's, it's equitable and fair to all the parties? Uh, well, right, that's what courts are designed to do. They are designed to resolve these type of disputes. And it is sad. I've heard this statistic that somewhere around 50% of the people in the United States don't have a will over the age of 18. And that's very sad. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. But what happens when you don't have a will is that your estate, meaning all the things that you own and control, um, go into intestacy, into the intestate administration process. And the state will determine what to do with all of your stuff based on rules, regulations, and statutes that have come about over the past two, three, four hundred years. So in Virginia, they will if the if the will if there is no will uh, and it goes into the intestate process 
let's just say somebody has a house, house and, and some cars, cars and, and some personal some property. property you know they've got they've dishes, dishes and furniture and all these things, things. Um, they have they, they don't have any minor children, children. Um, they have they some have debt, debt. They will bring the the estate into the intestate process, and the courts will apply the law and apply the rules and the regulations and figure out what to do with everything. Um, and, and sometimes the lack of a will means that all the wishes of the people that were close to the person that died are not observed. They're not taken into account. And it's it is sad. It's very sad. Um, I don't know how I you know I don't know what more to say than that. It's 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 not a good situation when you get into intestate administration of somebody's estate. And there have been some people in recent years that have passed without a will. I believe I think Prince didn't have one. Exactly. Aretha Franklin, and I mean they've got millions and billions of dollars, and you just you hear about you know. The stories, the stories here's, here's all the family, family members. members i didn't know they had five thousand cousins you know it's like what well, you don't you're right, right. Yeah, they come out of the woodworks as they say you're right dollars and you have a chance of getting that you'd be dumb not to go after that and say hey let's go let's go to the court and say i'm her 27th cousin and i deserve some of that money um yeah it's a, it's a sad thing so try to avoid that and there are things that you can do um you know, try not to recommend this. You can write your own will. It has to all be in your own handwriting. Um, courts are reluctant to look at those because there's so much opportunity for fraud. You know, somebody could come out with a piece of paper and say, hey, they gave me their will. They wrote it all down the day before they died. I'm sure they did. <laughs> You're right about that, too. It doesn't look like anything for written before, you know. So. Now, how does that work when you see um, you go into like the office maxes and those type of stores and you see the will in the box and they just tell you to fill out the forms and get them notarized and that's your will or you see those uh, sites online where you send them all this information and they supposedly prepare a will for you. Are those things even worth researching or investigating? Um, it's a big concern in the legal field and it, it sounds, it sounds bad, right? Because it sounds like, it sounds like I don't want things to be easy. It sounds like, well, you must visit a lawyer to get these things done correctly. There's no way that you can do it yourself. And I don't want people to hear that, um, and think that they're completely incapable of doing it. But at the same time, if you go to a store like that and pay $20, for a document like that, you know, some states will take those documents that are partially handwritten and partially a printed form, and some of them won't. Virginia won't usually take those documents. They say you've either got to write out your whole will yourself, or you've got to have a typewritten form that's got to be signed, witnessed by two people, notarized, and all these other things. So, a lot of it is. It sounds like it's a lot of formalities. Um, but it's really not. And it's definitely a concern of mine and a lot of other people. It's like, well, that's really easy to go to the store and buy a will or a thing that makes you think you're filling out a will. And I'll tell you this funny story. I mean, I went on a service just to look and see what they were doing. And they were doing wills for 1995. 
and you went online and you filled out all your things and they had all these comments with five-star reviews from people that had done their own will online this is the easiest thing ever this is great now they shouldn't be the one to comment it should be the people that have to deal with the will that doesn't work right that this company helped those people that they sold them this product that was defective they're the ones that should be giving the reviews and i would argue that it's a it's to me in my opinion it's kind of deceptive advertising it's like yeah it may be easy to do it but if it doesn't work when you're dead and all your loved ones are fighting over stuff then it's not really good in the first place Wow. Okay, so another question just popped up. Most people think a will will cost too much. Can you shine some light on this important document? Uh, yeah, I would say if you have a very large estate, um, there are companies out there that will market to you, and there are companies out there, legal law firms, that will sell you a will package um for 10 or fifteen thousand dollars there are people that will do um packages to, with all the documents that i'm talking about for a percentage of the value of the estate and that's a valuable service that's great i mean at all just like we were just talked about on the other end of the spectrum you've got companies trying to sell wills for twenty dollars i would urge people to be able to, I, I would urge people to shop um, online. Most good, reputable legal firms will have a robust webpage. And in the interest of helping people to save money, they will want to post their prices on those those web pages. Um, I would. I would feel confident in saying that you could get very good service for under under a thousand dollars under five hundred dollars depending on the size of your state and the other thing that will increase the price of these documents in this estate planning process not just the size of your estate but the complicated nature of it too because you may have special needs children you may have specialized collections of, of assets that you know anything that you can collect that has a lot of value um, you know, you, know, you may have 40,000 40, vinyl records, records in your backyard, backyard shed, shed, you know, you what know, do you want to do with those? Do with those? Well, so, well, we need to go to a specialist lawyer that's going to help dispose of those or sell those on eBay when they pass away. Wow. You know, for all those that are listening, you know, I always said that this topic was something that people thought was very taboo. And it's not because just as you are born into this world, there is going to be a time when you do leave this world. And the most heartful thing is to leave this world and leave the burden of putting all these things together on a family member because they're already going through the emotional loss of not having that individual here anymore but now they have to figure out a way to handle your personal business in 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 your loss so having someone such as jeffrey sedoma put these things together for you will also give you a peace of mind. And then you know that this person has your interest in preparing the documents that will be vital 
to where you are in the state of Virginia. But again, depending on where you reside, you must contact legal representation in the state to which you, you reside to make sure you have the current laws and preparing these documents. And you must also understand that if you buy a $20 will, more than likely, it's not going to be worth getting the $500 documentation prepared by a true professional. You get what you pay for, as they say. Now, Jeffrey, in, in your experience with dealing with wills, it's because it's very emotional at times when people have to sit down and really say, this is going to happen to me one day. How do you comfort your clients to know that this is in the best interest of not only you now in the present, but your family in the future. What, what is your, your comforting mechanism to make people feel comfortable to have that conversation with you for the first time? You know, because they're probably saying, I don't know this person, and now I'm getting ready to tell them these are my plans when I'm dead. You know, like, come on, people, let's talk about it. This is what it is, right? I'm getting ready to sit down and give someone $500 to say, I'm dead now. Help me out. So how do you make them comfortable? Uh, I really, I mean, I try to talk as a human, as a person to them, you know, I, I have parents, I have grandparents, I have kids, uh, I've got three kids and, you know, from whatever, whatever, whatever aspect you want to take that from, um, or whatever area of the prism you want to look through into somebody's life and you just say, okay, there's a person across from me that's 85 years old, they've lived a full life. They have, they have a lot of, a lot of things, things that they want to talk about and, and, and go through with you. And, and they, they may feel completely comfortable talking to you about all of these different things. And they may trust you right off the bat. Um, and you, you can sit down with them and be very open with them and, and just say, hey, here's the things that we need to do. Um, be very plain spoken about it. Some people may be on the exact opposite of end of that spectrum. Um, new husband, new wife, you know, just got married. They come in and sit down and talk to you about, well, we want to have kids and we want to buy a house in a few years and we want to do all these things. And, you know, how do we do this? Um, you do try to do the same thing. You know, you, you listen and you talk to them, you know, in the first case, you know, no, I'm not 85 years old, but I have grandparents and I have, right. I would hope you're not 85 years old, Jeff. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you just talk to them and say, Hey, look, you know, this is something that I, I have gone through. I have seen this, um, not the worst case, uh, in, in the scenarios with all my grandparents. Some of them Some passed away when I was very young, young but, but I can I remember can, there was a lot of dealings with uh, dementia care and long-term care insurance, insurance and there was, and there was uh, uh, things with things pensions and social security, social security and, and, and all the different elder law areas. areas. And you wanna talk to people about, about these are the possibilities, the possibilities that this is what's gonna happen as you get older. And these are some of the things that you're gonna have to think about. And I don't wanna embarrass people. I don't want people to be you know, overly emotional um, about it in a, in, a, in a bad way. If they want to talk to me and be open with me about it, that's great. I hope, hopefully, they will. Um, and in the second case, like what I like what I was saying with a young couple, you know, I'm a I'm a young guy myself. <laughs> I've been married almost ten years now. We've got the kids, um, and I can go to bat with them, you know, one-on-one -on -one and say, Hey, look, this is, I'm, I have my own will too. 
I, I wrote my own will. Uh, when I lived in Virginia, I've got to get somebody to do mine in, in North Carolina since I moved, you know, because it's where I live. But um, it's, it's definitely at the top of my list for making sure that my wife, if I pass away tomorrow, you know, my wife needs to be cared for and my kids need to be cared for. How does that happen? So I know the rules of, I know the rules of the game. Um, and that's the main thing is I'm comfortable with the rules of the game. You know what you, you know what you want to do. So let's come together and make sure that you run the plays that you want to run and we can, you know, win the game, so to speak. That, that's it. I, I love it. I love it. We got another question. Um, leaving an inheritance is very important to someone's legacy, but how do we ensure that the inheritance is properly documented? Uh, you, can, uh, you, can, you can have in the will document. You can put in there... Um, Basically, Basically, part part of it will deal with your personal personal property property. that is things that you own, furniture, cars, um, everything but real property. property. So So that you have personal property and then you also have real property. Real property property is your house, land that you own, resources, things of that nature. And then you have what's called the residue of the estate. And it's basically bank accounts that don't have a beneficiary or a co-account holder or insurance policies that might not have a beneficiary or the beneficiaries passed away. Things that all three of those areas are taken together and put in the will. You can be very specific with things like real property. You can be a little bit more general with personal property because that changes all the time. I mean, you go and buy a new bed you're not going to revise your will to change, you know, I I got a new pair of headphones. That's, that's property. That's something I own, but I'm not going to put that in the will. So it's basically, here's your house and that's going to go to so-and-so and here's all your other stuff. You can say, Oh, I want all that stuff to get sold in a garage sale and give the money to charity or, give it all to you know my kids and if they don't want it throw it away uh or do whatever you want with it you can also put a codicil with a will which is a list of specific things like i said you know your recipe books or um, special antique furniture lists piece by piece this goes to this person this goes to that person and it's also important to remember after you write the will Things may change. Situations may change. The will is written to absorb all the changes to that situation in your life. But in in the long run, you know, things may change. You may sell your house. You may get a different house. So it's important to account for all those things. I love it. I absolutely love it. So we, we have people now jumping on wanting to know how can they find you to sit down and hire you to, to, to get them right. And that was the purpose of this particular episode of the show, because um, this, these are conversations that all family members need to have at one point or another. Um, we learned some very important facts about 
being an 18 year old and and putting some things in place with the uh, a will for 18 year old so tell us jeffrey how can people find you um so they can start scheduling appointments and checking out your website because this is information that is readily available and that i know you're going to take care of everyone because of the compassion and empathy you have for un for estate planning oh thank you oh, very thank much, you very um, much. Um, I'll give my I'll give my website. It is Jeff S the lawyer dot com. And my phone number is seven five seven 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 two eight two three. And I would just urge everybody, you know, check out the website. There's a lot of information on there. Please do your research. Please do feel free to shop around. Um, it's, it's, it is it's a, a, there are a lot of lawyers, lawyers in the Tidewater area and in Virginia that can help you. If I'm not your style or if I'm not a person that you get along with or things that I talk about on my website are not, uh, in your wheelhouse of needs, um, there's definitely a lot of other lawyers out there, but please, it is important to get this done. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you so much for taking the time out and being on the show today. You have given us such vital information. Everyone, I hope you took your notes because I'm going to put those two websites up um, of information that you can use as a resource. It's also information where you can find uh, Jeffrey Sodoma at, check out his website. But the most important message that we're taking from this episode today is that we must be prepared for the final preparation because it, it is going to happen at one time or another. And this must be a conversation that you must have with your significant other and your family so that in the time of your loss, that is not another uh, hindrance or burden or struggle that they have in making sure that the memory of you is a happy memory, not the memory of you, of everyone fighting to get what they can, because that's not the purpose of it. We must celebrate life while we are alive and smell our roses and appreciate them now. So everyone, please join me in saying thank you, Jeffrey, for being with us. Um, I I'm excited. I appreciate you being here today, giving us some information, because he can on the dynamic perspective baby he gave it to us and um please you guys get his information reach out to him because i definitely want to find out everyone who took the time out to understand the importance of wills so join me everyone in saying good night before i get ready to close out good night jeffrey and talk to you soon thank you thank you so you guys know what it is. It's coming to the end of the show, this beautiful Tuesday. Again, I want to thank our guest, Jeffrey Sodoma, tonight for being on The Dynamic Perspective. Once again, everyone, I cannot do this without the support of all you guys out there listening to the information that I'm bringing. Community and collaboration means connections. So please support the dynamic divas by giving us a donation to our cash app that's been scrolling across the machine please also check out our website see some of the things we got coming up i am going to be looking for some freelance writers in the future to join me on another endeavor that's getting ready to launch in 2023 again i want to thank my sponsors for this episode mr white transport thank you very much i also want to thank i shot you enterprises as well too for definitely being in there also again swag media for being in the building baby you know they hold your girl down it's me dynamic d 
Fever on Tuesday. You know what it is. Until next Tuesday, be blessed, be loved, be safe, and most important, smell your roses now because life is not always promised to you. And I'm out next week. trying to cure itself from itself, if that makes any sense, you know, I know that the system isn't broken, it wasn't meant for us in the first place, so now it really needs to be by us, for us, for all people, no matter what color you are, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because, I mean, we're people, right? People need to fight together, racial injustice is enough. We can't be silent ever again All our friends stand up this time No need to worry, it's all in God's hands And His will is Till next Tuesday, Dynamic Perspective with your girl, Diva Danielle Again, thank you to all my sponsors Mr. White Transport Yes, we got to thank you. I shot you Enterprises and my man, Marcus George from Allstate Insurance, The Good Hands. To our guest this week, Jeffrey Sodoma from the Sodoma Law. Yes, definitely check him out to get your will information. And again, your girl, Diva Danielle. Without you, I'm nobody. With you, I'm everything. Until next Tuesday.